Hi, I'm Sean Hessinger, and this is Small Business in 50, the show where we bring you small business success in 15 minutes or less. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy the show. What is a hybrid event, and what are the pros and cons of going hybrid for your next business summit? Monique Johnson, founder of Live Video Lab and The Move Experience, answers these questions, as well as giving some advice for making your next virtual event a success. Let's talk about hybrid events because you mentioned that. Um, I think you said maybe you're not a, a great proponent of them, but but maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, why people do them, whether yeah. it might be a good idea or a bad idea to try sure. and pull one off, depending on your resources. Yes, um, great question. So with hybrid, um, and if anyone who's not familiar with it, Hybrid, quite frankly, is trying to marry the two of having in-person and virtual. If we're talking about strictly a virtual conference or virtual event. Okay. Now, hybrid did exist, just like, you know, Sean, we talked about kicking off this interview about, um, you know, uh, virtual events are, are not new, but what's different. But hybrid before... Um, and I'm seeing as a big kind of newbie mistake for a lot of people, hybrid before the pandemic was honestly a passive experience or more so like, let's just live stream this out or fine, we'll get a virtual crowd, but there's no attention paid to them whatsoever. It's like they're showing up to watch a TV show for three days, but that's it. There's no engagement. Um, fine, the audience or the participant who's watching on the virtual side can type in the chat and things like that. And a lot of people didn't necessarily even have a chat room moderator even, but they'll ha they would have a chat room moderator for a webinar, but they wouldn't do it for an actual virtual event. So in today's world, as in, you know, I'm not gonna say we're in post-pandemic right now, but in today's world, right, with hybrid, the reason why I am not a proponent of hybrid is because of a couple of things. Number one, we talked about how before the pandemic, it was a passive experience. And a lot of times people or yeah, people today are thinking that's still okay. No, it's not okay. We talked about how being on lockdown People were bored out of their minds. They needed to be engaged. And so since we've been inundated with the Zooms, the, the, the um, Zoho meetings, the, you know, all types of, you know, virtual platforms, people are used to being talked to, even though they've gotten sick of being on Zoom calls all day. So if you're going to do a hybrid experience, you can no longer just oh, we're just going to put a camera on, have it come into the, the virtual platform, and that's it. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You have to at least have, um, like I said, a chat moderator, okay? And, you know, that's a whole, we could go down a rabbit hole. So that's the first reason. The second reason is this. When you do a hybrid experience, you have two audiences. You have those who are in person and those who are virtual, so as a result of that, any time, so for instance, any time that say I'm doing a hybrid right now, I'm talking to you, Sean, any time I look away from the camera and I'm looking at the in-person, you are now being ignored. You are now no longer being engaged. You are now going to check on your phone to see whatever is up. 
while I'm talking to the in-person who's right over here. As a result of that, and then I come back to here, those who are in-person over there are being ignored. So with a hybrid event, how are you going to be able to fully engage both audiences simultaneously? Okay, so that's something that you need to consider as someone if you want to do hybrid. And the third thing is, if you truly are going to do hybrid, and I'm not saying it's impossible. If you truly are, here's something to consider. Just because you're doing something in person does not need to necessarily happen simultaneously for those in virtual. And this is what I mean. So let's say you're going to do, you're going to put people in person to do a, an actual exercise or something like that. Those virtually, of course, cannot participate. So at that time, if you can dedicate another co-host or maybe you go backstage while those are in person doing an exercise and you address those in, in virtually to do something else or something similar. So again, I'll say this again, just because you have something going and it's vice versa, just because you might put virtual um, event attendees in a breakout room doesn't mean you have to do that for those who are attending with you in person, okay? So as you can tell, hybrid is way more complicated, okay? And doing any type of event in itself is stressful enough. But if you really want to serve your people and do hybrid appropriately, intentionally, strategically, those are just some initial things that you need to consider because otherwise it's going to be a flop. And then lastly, depending on the type of event that you're doing, but let's just say you're doing an enrollment event or AKA a sales event where you plan on pitching something or providing an offer or program. There, what we've seen, at least in the last year or so, is that those who do virtual have converted much higher than those in person, okay? So that's one thing. But those who have converted high in virtual but decided, okay, I actually want to try hybrid, their conversions have dropped. And you know why? Again, it's because you're dealing with two audiences. I can see why the convergence. So it's like either or, not and. Either you're going to do it virtual are you going to do it um, in person? But marrying the two is really, really, really hard. And you as the facilitator, because that's what you are as the expert or the host or whatever, you are the facilitator. You have to keep both audiences engaged. So Monique, I've decided I want to I want to do a virtual event. How do I get started? Great question, Sean. So with a virtual event, um, there's so many different philosophies as far as like the first step. Some people will say, you know, think about the end and work backwards. Or, you know, um, some people will even talk about like the technical side. Uh, for what we do at Live Video Lab, um, we're all, we truly believe in serving those who are coming to your events because to be frank, people don't have to come and see you. And the mere fact that they took out the time to come see you is very, very important, okay? And you must over-deliver. So as a result, we really focus on the experience. And when we say experience, we mean, how do you want your attendee to feel, okay? Whether they decide to work with you or not, you still want them to feel a certain way. You want them to feel, you want to make sure that they walk away with something, whether they attend a full day, one hour, or even five minutes, Make sure that at any time of your event, 
and listing it out and brainstorming, what can they walk away with? Okay. So to me, that is the biggest or most important first step is the experience of how they're going to feel, what they're going to see, just tapping into all of the five senses. Because quite frankly, we're dealing with a lot with a virtual event and it's all about energy management. We're dealing with the tiny box. And that's the one thing. So the tiny box as a result, like for instance, this is how I'm intentionally noticed I'm taking up most of this tiny box that you're seeing here of this camera frame. Um, and a lot of times people don't even take that into consideration because if I were to back away, it's less engagement. Or if I'm like over here, it's different. So even something as simple as that is tapping to the experience. Another thing would be because of virtual events, like we can peer in to people's environments. Like Sean, you can see right now, you're at, you can see my home office. Um, a lot of times, even though this camera is a little bit lower, but that's Bob Marley. You know how many times it's like a conversation starter because people like Bob Marley. You know, I see you, um, Sean, in your home office. I mean, a lot of times people will be in their living room or something else. Like you are able to have a connection because you wouldn't be able to do that in person. Or if, um, you know, if you like pets even, right? So seeing the little kittens, the puppies, the dogs, you know, normally you're not going to see that at an in-person event. And so it's a matter of because you're able, or if anything, people are giving you permission, right? To see or peer into their homes, their offices, their lives. What can you do to really tap into that to make it more of an experience for them? So that's why I say that's the very first step. So Monique, let me ask a, a technical question. Uh, Platform-wise, if you're trying to decide when you're, you're going to do a, a virtual event, how do you decide on the platform, on, on what technology you use to, to do the virtual event? There's so many different types of virtual platforms out there, especially with um, virtual events. So uh, to put into like two major categories, there is like the meeting conference type of platforms, and then those that they say are um, strictly for virtual events, right? So they try to emulate as much as possible what would happen in person would happen virtually. So what I mean by that is buying the ticket, doing a check-in. I mean, there's, you know, there's specific platforms for that. So the second time that I just mentioned, let's tackle that real quick because um, to be frank, I'm not a big proponent of them. Um, a lot of times they're for even enterprise level type of uh, companies or type of conferences, if you will. And to me, it's just glitter sprinkled on a webinar. There's not that much interaction. You, as a facilitator expert, you don't see who you're talking to. And to me, that is a big, big, big gap or mistake. If you're not able to see who is attending or who is watching you live, to me, it makes it so much harder to really serve those that are attending your events. Now, let's talk about virtual meeting type of platforms. So virtual meeting type of platforms are not new. In fact, Sean, I think it's hilarious. You and I, we've been working remotely for many years. We've been using platforms like Zoho Meeting or Zoom for many years. And then, you know, with the pandemic, people are like, what is this Zoom? I've never seen it before. Like Zoom just, you know, all of a sudden popped up. So these virtual meeting type of platforms, right, um, allow 
for the two-way street I'm talking about. The two-way street of I can see you and you can see me. That's it, right? That's it. Now, of course, you can add different things. You can even take some of the things that they're doing on the enterprise level and bring them to the Zoom conference type of platforms. You'll be surprised that you, as the facilitator and the host, can see who you're talking to. You can peer, like I said, we're talking about this tiny box here. You can peer inside and people are giving you permission to see where they are. Let's talk about Zoom meeting or even Zoho meeting. If you have the right equipment, you can create grids of your audience as if you're in person and you can still see them. You can call up by name. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? People are like, wait, oh yeah, they can see me, right? Versus these other more enterprise level, you can't see them. And to me, it's just, that is a, just a big missing piece that is just putting an added layer. I mean, the, the, an added layer of, of no relation or connection. Because with virtual, of course, that's the huge thing about in-person is the connection piece, the physical piece, the energy. And if, if, if you're not able to see them, honestly, to me, what's the point? There's no point. There's no point. So the, when it comes to um, choosing a specific platform, think about those things. And that's it for another episode of Small Biz in 15. Thanks again to Monique Johnson. And please like and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And please leave a comment and let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future programs. For more small business news and tips, join us at smallbiztrends.com.